Hello and welcome to the Every Woman podcast. I'm Anna, editor of Every Woman, and every month we'll be bringing you the stories, insights and opinions of inspiring people in business on a wide range of topics, asking the questions you want the answers to and doubtless prompting some more in the process. Today we're talking to David Freed, author of Dads Don't Babysit and blog dadsturn.co.uk. And he and his partner Charlotte both took shared parental leave when their son was born. So welcome to the studio. Hi. Hi. <laughs> right. So shared parental leave. Give me a little bit of a background. What made you make that decision? Um, you have a son who is how old now? Uh, he's two and a half. Two and a half. So that was probably right at the cusp of when the government's shared parental leave initiative came into force. I think it was 2015. What made you decide to to, to make the choice to have shared parental leave? And, and uh, you know, what attitudes did you come across? Uh, I think my wife and I have always felt that we wanted to... Uh, an equal relationship and when we discussed about having a child it wasn't one of us wanting to have a child it was both of us wanting to do it and to do it fully um so i think um it it did feel quite natural that we were going to share that responsibility i think initially my first instinct was because of a lot of those cultural norms and the stereotypes we see around us was to say or oh, maybe i'll have a a month or two of this uh, this leave thing, but uh, Charlotte would probably do um, uh, the other uh, the bulk of uh, of the first year. Um, but she's uh, she's Swedish and she's got different expectations, uh, so she challenged me a little bit and said, "Is that is that equal?" Um, and and I realised the more I thought about it, that the more I wanted that really long period, that six months um, with. Um, uh, with my son when he was a baby uh, and uh, the more we came to the realization it did cost us money um, so we had to in the lead up to it we had to save save up because parental leave is not is not very well funded um, it's really badly funded actually mm. uh, but um, but we thought just as you know when you take out a mortgage or you save up for a holiday this is a big life-changing choice and, and it was something that we really wanted to do and we decided to uh, to split that that first year 50-50 down the middle. God, it's like the dream. <laughs> um, you were both, work- yeah, you were both um, working full-time before your son was born. That's correct, isn't it? Um, so in the run-up to it, did you encounter mainly a kind of quite a positive um, vibe from from your employers about doing this? Or what, what, what was the sort of general feeling? Uh, I think so... For me personally, um, I think, and from a lot of the of the other dads that we interviewed, um, a lot of the apprehension starts with them, um, and it's nervousness about the impact that's going to have on your career. That's where that's where men start when they have a baby. Or if I have to take time off, what impact will that have on my career or my work? Uh, so I was a little bit apprehensive, and I think some of the messages I got back from my employer were, "Oh, that's that's very unusual." I felt you know, they were sort of saying, "Always oh, a bit weird," um, but I think when I when I went for it and I did it, it was it was actually it was in a very short space of time when people suddenly realised, "Oh, this is exactly um, what this is actually taking less time off than a lot of mothers take." 
Um, and maybe this is maybe this is right. Maybe this is a good thing. Um, and an increasing number of people in my organisation now, uh, I've seen that as a as a positive thing to do that you can do. Uh, and they are beginning to take several months off of, of shared parental leave, and it's and it's increasing. Um, there are a lot of sectors, as we found in in our in our research, our interviews that. Um, where that's actually much, much worse. So I'm very lucky in that. So I, I work in the public sector and there's there's a different, slightly different mentality and you get hired share parental leave uptake in the, in, in the public sector. But when you go to the private sector, it's even lower. So you've got this 4% uptake, roughly around 4% of new eligible dads take shared parental leave at the moment which is a really low number compared to the Scandinavian countries that have over 90% of their dads wow. taking that, that parental leave and having big chunks of time looking and taking sole responsibility for their kids. Uh, and there are a couple of things lying behind that, that 4%. Um, one is that in the private sector, especially in very masculine-dominated industries, that, that number is much lower and almost non-existent. Uh, and, and they're just being, they feel themselves that they don't want to even broach the question with their employer. And employers also often give sort of negative messages, uh, discouraging them from even thinking about it, saying it's not really their job as a man to look after children. Wow. Does that expectation and attitude still pervade then in, in It does. Sectors? It does. I think it's a lot more subtle than it used to be, that it would have been 20, 30 years ago. Um, and I think... It doesn't actually take much for dads to actually stand up and say, no, no, wait, this is my child. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity. I have a legal right to it. I'm going to take it to push back. And then those employers often do actually begin to change their attitudes when they when they get challenged. But a lot of dads don't want to annoy their employer because it's, and they're worried about that. And they don't necessarily see the support. And they've got a lot of cultural ideas coming in that say well actually it is mum who's responsible for the child not really you dad so they they're worried about that and a lot of mums saying you're responsible don't like you can't trust a man because men are can make incompetent parents you don't want to trust an incompetent person with your children and they, they these sort of fictional myths are, are put on to uh, to mums and dads so mums are, are more inclined to say oh no i'm meant to be looking after the child and it's very difficult to get out of that stereotype. But behind that sort of 4% figure, it's not only public and private sector, uh, it's also um, a lot of the dads who do take it may only take um, a few weeks. And then they get included in that number. Right. So it's not the same as... It's not, it's not so the same as six months, is it, at all? Exactly. And, and, and the idea is that if... Uh, if parents really get there's there's a there's an unusual um, split, a big gap between what a lot of parents are saying they want when they're asked what would you really like to do, and they say sixty sixty percent between fifty and sixty percent of parents are saying we want to both mums and dad the same numbers are saying they want to sp split parenting share it equally. Mm. From day one, they want to share that equally. But then when we look at the facts and what's actually happening, we're saying a lot of those parents are not able to do what they want because they're getting a lot of pressures and a lot of pushback with the, the stereotypes that say, actually, I don't want to rock the boat too much. 
let's just do a few weeks a few weeks yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's a sort of t- tentative dipping toe in but not pushing forward i mean you know with the the dads that you interviewed in the book did they feel that they would have benefited from having role models sort of moving before them as you say sort of clearing the path because you mentioned that actually it's almost like a domino effect when one high profile person in your company does it and the world doesn't collapse perhaps other dads feel more empowered is that, I mean, you know, is it a case that we need people sort of uh, whacking the path free for, you know, for dads to, to walk along it without dipping their toes in? Yeah, and I think the more, the more dads we see out with their very young children and even older children doing school holidays during the week, taking care of their children, and mum not necessarily around. I mean, it's lovely to see, you know, both parents out with a kid. That's fantastic. But all... But mm. if you go out during the weekday as a dad, I, I notice, so nearly all my weekday um, friends that I meet up with that were their kids are mums. Mm. And um, and we're all trying to, we're all struggling in the same boat. We're all trying to look after our kids and, 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 and doing what we can. But there are really, really few dads out there and you can see that big contrast. So when a dad steps into that world, um, the messages that they're getting back are essentially it's this not the is norm. a mum's world yeah, yeah, yeah. and the and mums are getting oh well this is meant this is my job this is what i'm meant to be doing mm. even if they don't necessarily want to sacrifice a lot of their career so if so for instance if um if uh if we take 12 months out of the labor market there's good evidence to show it has a really detrimental effect on our career and our talent. It's bad for companies as well. And it, and it can be quite bad and difficult to get back in the labour market afterwards. If we take six months, then that impact is almost non-existent. Mm. So suddenly when you're actually sharing that burden, you're not just halving it, you're not just splitting it evenly between two people. You're actually, you're actually reducing it a lot on the companies, you're reducing it on um, and a woman's um, career potential. If that's what she w- wants to do and she wants to guarantee that career and also have that time, that bonding, that opportunity with her children, it is possible. It is, it's completely possible. And it's about realising that and, and sort of increasing awareness around it, especially, as you say, with, um, with seeing role models and, and making it more feasible. Mm. I think that's actually what happened a lot in Scandinavia is one thing that didn't really happen here and still hasn't happened despite some small attempts there hasn't been a, a very big national, proper, cam, well-funded campaign to say, look at all these dads holding their babies. There was a really good um, campaign in Sweden that really kicked off and started to increase dads taking this, which was a very uh, large, muscly, bearded, uh, <laughs> Viking-looking, Scandinavian dad. And it was talking to him and his face with his baby and his sort of baby carrier was uh, sort of plastered all over buses and billboards. And then mm. it was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's parenting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. It, and, it, and a lot of the images and impressions that we get um, from, uh, from, from culture and, and also just what we see around us is that that isn't parenting. Parenting is a mum pushing a buggy. Mm. Uh, but to get that other idea, that other idea that actually dads are equally involved and not just equally involved, they're equally responsible Mm-hmm. which is really behind the title of the book. It's not saying um, 
it's not saying that dads, you know, get very upset if you say they're babysitting. Mm. The, the real idea behind the title is to say, would you would you say your uh, a mum is babysitting her child during the week? Yeah, you never would. No, you wouldn't. Absolutely. And there's a reason for that because we, we know that she's she as a parent is responsible for the child, so she can she can ask someone else to look after the child for her, and they would be babysitting. So there's there's when people say, "Oh, the dad is babysitting," what they're really saying is the mum is responsible and he's doing her a favour. Yes. What a great guy. Which he's is doing really insidious, favor. isn't it? Yeah. It's yeah. Really, for it's everybody, really, can you yeah. know? Because I wanted to talk to you. I mean, you said you know that six months has potentially no impact on a career but it has a massive impact on family dynamics and like you say the role of empowering everyone in the family so you're empowering uh the father to be competent and you know committed and to be an equal parent basically and you're empowering the woman to not have to be the person through whom everything goes through. I mean, just generally, what would you say are the benefits of shared parental leave for families? I mean, what did you find? So obviously there, there, there are those, I mean, from, from my perspective, the, and also from the people we interviewed and a lot of the, the studies that, that, that we looked through, there was, it was unequivocally the benefits for the men are, are huge. <laughs> Uh, to have that time, especially it's especially time alone, responsible for you, so fully responsible for your for your child, making decisions, making the decisions, yeah. learning how it works, and what that does, and it it changes. It's, there's a lot going on in the brain chemistry of guys. It makes them, um, and it is difficult, but actually, when you put the effort in, the rewards are, are huge. It makes them um, more satisfied, get more purpose in their life. Uh, you, you get a, a whole range of, of huge benefits for them and more bonding with their kids. And never, ever have I heard a single dad who takes full responsibility for their kid at least some point during the working week or has taken shared parental leave. Never have I heard one of those dads ever say they had any regrets. Every single time they always come back and say, I'm so glad I did this. What a fantastic thing. Mm. And for... For uh, for the mother, of course, there's there's huge career benefits uh, if she wants that, but also there's 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 potential benefits in in mental health as well uh, for both mums and dads uh, to be able to. There's a huge responsibility taking care of a child, and it can some kids it can be really easy. I know I'm quite jealous of uh, <laughs> some of my friends. And <laughs> I'd like kids. to just say that uh, <laughs> David's son is asleep in the studio right now. Yeah, so that, that itself is very in the unusual. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Uh, and and those kids may be easy, but a lot of kids, and I might even say most kids, are, can be really difficult mm. to, to, to raise. And that is a huge burden, a huge responsibility. For one person to do it alone, especially when you get all those pressures, social pressures put on mums to say they need to be this super mum, this perfect mum, this brilliant mum. Otherwise, they're, they're being cruel and terrible to their child and destroying their child's future. All those, all those fictions that are thrown at mums it's a lot of emotional pressure on them. And that pressure is, is, is just, it's not something that one person should have to, have to shoulder if, if it's possible to, to, to share that. Mm. Um, and actually when you split, when you split that, that responsibility, the kids get more out of it. Mm. 
they get a, a bond with both parents in the early first time and you know as you say it has knock-on effects with women you know postnatal depression is a, is, a, is a massive thing who knows whether this could have a massive impact I just want to talk about the barriers to shared parental leave because I wanted to know obviously maternity leave if you're with a company is paid in part but shared parental leave for the man is not paid and that must be a major factor in the lack of you know this four percent of uptake what are your thoughts on that there is the the money issue and the money issue is a very big one Mm. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of couples will face the question and because of the the gender pay gap they in the the vast majority of families uh, the man is earning more so they will look at the question and do a quick sum and say, actually, we can't lose the man. If we lose the man's income rather than the woman's income uh, for those uh, second six months, so after the first six months, then obviously we're going to um, uh, lose a lot of money as a household. So they make the decision and say, like, oh, we'd love to do it equally, but we can't. And I agree. And I think for a lot of families, I think that that financial question is important. And when you see countries that actually have better funding of their parental leave systems, which, as, as, as the book talks about, is actually very economical for a government to do that mm. for a number of reasons. It's good for the economy and it's good, it's good for overall social welfare to properly fund that. Um, but when they, uh, when they find that they, they can't afford it, then they just sort of drop into, into the, that, the, the stereotypes because that's, that's the easiest way to, to do it. What I, what, I would, what I would say is I think if we can change... Those st- the sort of cultural assumptions behind it, where we start, it might actually um, start shifting people to say, even if that is a cost, maybe it's maybe it's yeah. maybe it's worth it if you can if you can try and afford it. But if but but I I do understand as well for some families, even if you really push into it, just like you won't be able to buy that house and put that mortgage, or you won't be able to go holiday there, even if you save mm. up as much as. Uh, as much as you can for some families it, it is it, it is a no-go and that's mm. that's a real shame it's it, a real problem is that the case in somewhere like sweden i mean is is it accessible to pretty much everybody in the scandinavian countries yeah, what's the so, structural difference there then that the government supports it financially or so so in scandinavia they have um full sort of 80 percent fund in sweden they have 80 percent funding mm. for um both parents to take parental leave for up to 14 months and that actually changes the dynamic completely they also have a special each parent has a reserved three months that they can either take or if they don't want to take it they don't have to but then it doesn't it gets switched over uh, the 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 other part of the parental leave system which reflects the big cultural difference is that in the uk what we have is a system where we have the the right is the mother's right. The mother gets twelve months, mm. and then she's allowed to hand some of that over to the dad. So the assumption is the mother has the twelve. Still months. the primary carer. Yeah. yeah, she's allowed to hand it over. In in Sweden, actually, both parents get half and half, and they're allowed to share a certain amount of their their leave with the other one, but they have to actively go out and fill in fill in the forms online or whatever and share it. Um. So and and that really speaks to. The cultural problems that, that that we're facing with trying to allow parents to make that free, free and fair choice. When when you start a conversation about how you share parental leave, 
what often happens, what we found with every single um, couple that we, we interviewed, the ones that did take shared parental leave and the ones that didn't, every single couple, when they talk about the man, they will say, I was, I was worried about the effect on my career. Am I willing to take that sacrifice for my career? And the, the woman would say about his choice, they would say, oh, well, he was really nice in allowing me to, um, uh, to do this because it was he, to give up part of his, his career or part of his work mm. time to take, that, you know, to take those four months off work. That was really good of him. And then they switch the other way around when they talk about the making the decision for the, for the woman. And they say, and they say, is, is it okay if I, and, and the man will say to the woman, can I share, can I share your, <laughs> your maternity leave? Yeah. Can I share that? And then she suddenly says, oh, do I want to take less than 12 months with my child? Oh, and, and the questions about her career become secondary, just mm. as questions about his time with his, his child become secondary. So, so we got this odd, odd situation where the mother has a veto over childcare and the father has a veto over work. Mm. And that's where, they, that's where they have to debate and come to a compromise. It's, it's not surprising that we have this low uptake. Yeah. Whereas actually what we really want for a real, real fair and equal choice and for shared parenting to have a fair and equal chance with parents making their own decisions is really for, for everyone to start the situation. How, how would it work? Can I balance my childcare with my career, but both men and women saying that questions and treating them and, and treating them in the same way. Mm. And so, starting with the idea that we both have six months. Yeah. How and do we share that? How do we share that? Let's just talk about a little bit more about the business benefits. I mean, we've talked about the personal benefits. It, you know, the, it seems like such a no brainer, doesn't it? Share parental leave. But let's, I mean, obviously uh, some of the change, some of the structural change, some of the attitude and expectational change will come from businesses <laughs> saying, you know, actually that makes good business sense. So how does it make good business sense? So there's, there's, uh, there's a good sense for the employers. Firstly, you get happier, happier men, as, as we see when dads are more actively involved in, in bringing up their children and, and actually take on more of that responsibility. They become happier employers. Uh, you also get mental health benefits that carry over as they're more productive workers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at, at the end of the day, happier workers are, are more productive workers. You also get the, you, you avoid the loss of talent as a lot of women, uh, rather than them spending that 12 month period out, as, as we said before, they're spending that six months period out. And actually when you spread that between both, between uh, both sexes, you actually get a lot more out of it as an employer. Not only do the parents get more out of it, but you as an employer mean that you're, 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 the women in your workforce are out for less time and the men are not out for long enough to, mm -hmm. to really begin to diminish their, their, uh, their, their contribution, their productivity. Uh, and we also find that um, there is quite a, quite a big loss of GDP um, every year when a lot of women say that they've exited or been restructured out of their jobs mm. or have found that they had disagreements with their employment coming back or feel they couldn't go back into their job um, and have left the labour market when they actually didn't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that, that is a lot of talent being lost from the workforce. And it also goes into explaining a lot behind the gender pay gap as well mm. and why some employers, it's a... It's a the nasty way of thinking, but a lot of employers will think at some level, and there's really good evidence for this, as, as we explain, 
that employers are thinking, oh, if a man takes time off work, he's being lazy. If a woman takes time off work, I completely understand because mm. that's her real responsibility. Mm. But of course, I don't want to risk her taking time off like in the future. So I'm not going to promote her. I'm not going to risk uh, increasing her salary or getting or progressing her, her as, as an employee because she'll just disappear mm. when she becomes a mum. And it's that sort of sexist uh, attitude that is really holding, uh, you know, holding open the gender pay gap. So this, as we're saying, that the, this paternity gap between what parents want to do and what they're doing is, mm. is the flip side of the coin uh, to this, the, the gender pay gap as well. So if we pull on the end of this string, the whole jumper could unravel, I think. I mean, in terms of, you know, this, would you do it again? It's a rhetorical question, really, but would you do it again? Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> There's no hesitation. Um, last question. What do you think needs to happen next? I mean, is there a, something, obviously we've talked on, on a macro scale about the, the big shifts that need to happen in expectation structurally in all ways. But if there was one thing that could happen perhaps next year to start to shunt it forward a bit in terms of popularity, what would it be? And also, what would you say to um, any man listening to this who's thinking shared parental leave? Well, I'd, I'd, I'd say to um, men and women, both potential parents and current parents, Shared parental leave, it's, uh, it's a really fantastic opportunity. Give it, give it not just a cursory glance, but sort of challenge those stereotypes, challenge, challenge the norm. And if you think that you want to really do parenting equally and you want to have both have that strong relationship with your child as they get over, uh, older and also that, that um, good relationship as a couple, really... T- test yourself, challenge yourself and say, maybe, maybe this is something I want to do. Maybe this is something we want to do between us. Maybe we want to properly share this. Um, and really, really try and um, push out the boat and really challenge uh, yourself and also be ready to challenge people around you. Because actually what, 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 I, what I found and, and, the peop- and the parents I've spoken to who did take shared parental leave is actually you see a lot of these cultural barriers. And you're worried and you think it's going to damage my career or I'm going to get judged as a mother. But actually, as soon as you do it, it doesn't take very long. It takes weeks, if not a, one or two months, not much more, mm. of doing it and demonstrating when you get the benefits that would outweigh any of those costs. And suddenly other people see that and people start to accept it. People start to change. So really, um, so my, my thing that I would say if, if we're going to change this, if we're going to give parents a real fair and equal choice about how they split their parenting, it's to just ask parents, really, really give it a good, good hearing and really see if actually this could work for you. So think of it as a real option and, and, be, and be willing to, to challenge the status quo. Fantastic. David Freed? Thank you for joining us. Thanks very much. Dad's Don't Babysit is out now on Amazon. And thank you all for joining us as well on this Every Woman podcast. And we look forward to continuing the conversation with you next time. Don't forget, in the meantime, there's a wealth of information, interest and further talking points on the Every Woman network and app if you want to access on the move. So until we meet again, have a great day and keep on living your best life.